स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन टू थ्रीटेडेशन Many of you may think of course you don't have to this is not regular salary or bonus it's a compensation being given out to cover expenses for months on which you will be unemployed searching for a new job so why should it qualify for tax well the indian income tax laws don't share the same sentiment and do tax severance pay however there are certain tax exemptions on such compensation and in today's episode i will tell you all about it hello and welcome back to why not mint money I am Shipra from Mint's personal finance team. I have with me Sonu Ayer, who's a tax partner and people advisory services leader at EY India. Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hi Sonu and welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Many thanks Shipra. Thank you for having me over. So uh, so no I think a good starting point could be to understand how is severance pay defined in the income tax laws for taxation purpose So interestingly Chipa this there's no specific definition of severance pay under the Indian income tax law However section 173 of the income tax act actually alludes to something uh, around severance in two measures in 1731 Hmm. where it says the amount of any compensation due to or received by an employee from his employer or former employer at or in connection with the termination of his employment right. or the modification of terms and conditions there relating thereto so this is one place where severance or termination of employment is talked about then uh, again within section 173 3 it says any amount due to or received whether in lump sum or otherwise by any employee from any person now they've just widened it that even right. if it's from some third party uh, before joining the employment with that person or after cessation of employment will right. get captured here right. so right. to that extent i think severance more typically is coming in 1731 and and what does the section say how is it supposed to be taxed So it basically says that, that if you're going to get any money, which is in by the way of uh, compensation for end of employment or termination of employment or on resignation of employment, basically is fully taxable. Just like salary is. It's like regular salary income. Right. Uh. So is the word compensation used in uh, section seventeen three Sonu? Yes. So the section, if I can read to you specifically. section 173 of the act underwear which is about profits in due of salary right and i'm reading now verbatim from the law right it says profits in lieu of salary includes the amount of any compensation due to or received by an assessee from his employer or former employer at or in connection with the termination of his employment or the modification of the terms and conditions relating thereto so the word compensation has been used here 
has come okay so why i ask this is that i just have one you know doubt in my mind which is that um, severance pay is considered voluntary payment and you know there is no obligation implied obligation to pay in the sense that there is there is no clause in a regular work contract of most employees in india you know that they might be paid a severance pay if they were to be let go so in that sense it is not a it is not a revenue receipt it is a capital receipt so why is it taxable which is why i ask you you know if the word compensation is used or not yeah so interesting law thing about our law and particularly as it relates to salary income it doesn't really sort of limit itself to taxing only what is embedded or set out in the employment contract there right. is a catch all thing that any payment benefit provided by the employer to the employee or any member of his family any payment will get captured as salary and because of and you can very clearly see the legislative intent that they did not want this to be treated as a capital receipt and therefore if you look at this section that we've been talking about section 173 really is capturing all one time payments that can happen between the employer and the employee so right. the idea is that even if it's not regular in the nature of salary yet it is capturing all the benefits which could be considered as one time only right. so if you look at go further into the section you'll find if you're getting any kind of uh, you know payments under a bonus or an kimen insurance policy all of those are considered as uh, included right 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 okay so that's about how uh, it should typically be taxed the severance pay Uh, but are there any tax reliefs available on severance pay that the employee who is getting laid off can avail yeah sure so under the income tax law we can look at three sections where which talk about some form of relief uh, from income tax on severance pay now whether any of these would be applicable in the case of an employee who is getting severance compensation that needs to be evaluated because these are all very specific okay like let me start by section 1010b Now this is a section that's been uh, set out under the Income Tax Act which is in case of an employee who qualifies as a worker and worker is defined in terms of the Industrial Disputes Act 1947 so you know worker very loosely if i were to do this is your more like a blue collar workers uh, you know if you really wanted to go more technical the definition that it is defined as uh, uh, for worker in Industrial Disputes Act is means any person employed in any industry to do any manual unskilled skilled technical operations clerical or supervisory work for higher reward right. now again this is in specifically that you're looking at it in context of a worker as is been defined under the industrial disputes act and i would say loosely interpreted to mean uh, you know blue collar workers or people right. uh, getting salaries below a certain amount you know that's specified in the law Right. I think it's 10000 so, per month if I'm not wrong. That's right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Please continue. So in in that case section 1010B says that if you are a employee who qualifies as a worker under the Industrial Disputes Act 1947 you can get an exemption but this exemption is limited to the lower of two amounts. The first amount that you have to consider is 5 lakhs that's the amount that they've given. Hmm. and then they have said that you also make a comparison with an any competition that you would do under section 25 fb of the industrial disputes act which basically says 
you know, just look at 15 days of average pay for each completed of year of service. Right. So if you look at a, you know, in this case for a worker, you'll first compute salary uh, basis 15 days of average pay. And there's also a def- separate definition of average pay that needs to be looked at. So 15 days of average pay for every completed year of service or uh, or part thereof in excess of six months. So if you have uh, 10 years and seven months, you look at 11 years really. So 15 days of average pay for each year. And compare that with 5 lakhs. So, whichever is the lower amount, that will be given as an exemption. Now, this is one section, section 1010B, which deals with tax relief for a worker who's being dismissed in terms of, uh, you know, what relief they can get on the compensation they may be getting from the employer. Then there is, uh, which is more prevalent or more, you know, you and I would have heard this more and often would be section 1010C. Now, section 1010C is really applicable in case an employer has formulated a voluntary retirement scheme or a voluntary separation scheme as is used in the context of public sector employees. Hmm. This is where the employer has formulated the scheme wherein employer has opened it as an option to all employees who are who are being asked as a part of a you know and then there are specific guidelines for this to be a tax uh, recognized voluntary retirement scheme. In okay. this, and I'll we'll go into what are the guidelines for this to be, uh, you know, tax recognized voluntary retirement scheme. But the exemption or the benefit that the person who claims VRS, which is as per the tax guidelines, is a benefit is up to five hundred thousand rupees or five lakhs. Right. Now, for the employer to formulate a voluntary retirement scheme, which is uh, recognized for this tax benefit for the employees who avail the VRS, it is it has to be in line with uh, you know conditions that are set out in Rule 21A and Rule of the guidelines. You know, so there is. I'll just read out. Right. right. Sorry. So one one question. You said that for the, for the for people who are employed in the public's. Uh, uh, public sector companies. Does it not apply to private companies, employees of private companies? No, no, it does. What I'm saying is the second section that may be of relevance when we are looking at uh, exemption for compensation received on separation is Section 1010C. But the Section 1010C is applicable only where an employer has floated a voluntary retirement scheme. And right. this voluntary retirement scheme is as per the guidelines that are prescribed under the income tax law. Okay. And these guidelines are actually set out under Rule 2B, Rule 2BA of the income tax rules. Now for voluntary retirement scheme, and it's also called voluntary separation scheme in case of public sector employees. This is how uh, the legislature has defined Section 1010C, voluntary retirement scheme. And then it talks about voluntary separation scheme in case of public sector employees but very much possible for both private companies to also have as well as public companies to have voluntary retirement scheme which is effective for tax purposes right now the guidelines which i referred to for the vrs or voluntary separation scheme to be tax effective and to allow employees to get a benefit of rupees 5 lakhs as exempt compensation is if those uh, you know guidelines that have been specified is that it applies to an employee the scheme should apply to an employee who has completed 10 years of service or is has completed 40 years of age 
10 years of service <laughs> with the same company yeah right 10 years of employment and or completed 40 years of age right so it's an or either or condition then it says that it applies to all employees you know by what a name whatever name you call them in the organization workers executive of a company except directors so you can't apply the vrs scheme to directors of the company okay the scheme of voluntary retirement has to result in an overall reduction in the total employee strength of the employer oh right overall it, it should be motivated by overall reduction plan that you know as it, it's a window that the law is giving for an organization to plan its business and therefore reorganize and therefore it should result in overall reduction and it should be that the vacancy that would be caused by this voluntary retirement or voluntary separation is not being filled up it's not as if you let go of this person the other person can take the same role or position right the right. retiring employee of the company should also not be you know replaced or uh, should not be deployed in another uh, company within the same management right and the the last condition here is that the amount that you get as part of this voluntary retirement or voluntary separation should not exceed 3 months salary for each completed year of service at the time of retirement or separation in our context right can you elaborate on the last part with maybe an example yeah so let me first read out what the provision is the mm-hmm. amount receivable on account of voluntary retirement or voluntary separation of the employee does not exceed the amount equivalent to 3 months salary for each completed year of service or salary at the time of retirement multiplied by the balance months of service left before the date of his retirement or superannuation now we are not getting into you know the time of retirement multiplied by balance months of service at the time of retirement on superannuation because mm-hmm. in our context this is not on superannuation we're talking about severance or people being let go in the current context if i were to say that you know basically i'm saying if someone has put in 10 years of work then we are talking that the maximum amount that they can get exempt under a voluntary retirement scheme floated by the employer is 3 months of salary for each completed year of service so if the service for the salary is say last drawn salary is 1 lakh per month then this person is getting 3 lakhs into 10 30 lakhs but i also uh, shipra the if you recall i said the maximum amount that you can get exempt mm-hmm. under the law is 5 lakhs right mm-hmm. so i would go through all the guidelines and then say okay even if this person in my example could get more but you know the the exemption will only be restricted to 5 lakhs 5 lakhs right right but important thing to note about 1010 cc is this is something that is floated by the employer it is the employer who has the scheme and oh. you can't do it for one like you know if you're laying off one person and say oh, oh please give me uh, vrs that's not possible right 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 if you the guidelines that we just went through it it is very specifically talking about that this is a scheme that is formulated where you are giving an option to all employees whatever their designation for them to retire or to resign or to separate right so one question so that was second yeah right yeah so before we you know move on to other things one question so um, say you know a company the employer has floated a vrs scheme and that company mm. is letting go of a major chunk of uh, you know its workforce to downsize 
so here in this case does do the employees who are being laid off can they ask the employer to pay the severance or the compensation under the vrs to be able to get tax exemption or is it something that only the employer will decide yeah so this is not at the option of the employee to okay. say okay please give me under vrs first for the employer to be able to give any exemption for the payout that they would do for them they will have to formulate a voluntary retirement or a voluntary separation scheme which should be in line with the guidelines that we talked about earlier right so the answer to your question is you, you can't just ask it is something that has to be a, a scheme has to be formulated it has to be in place it should be in compliance with the guidelines and then the employer can make the severance payment and say that this is under this voluntary retirement scheme and to that extent they can take the benefit of the exemption that's available up to 5 lakhs right right okay Oops. we talked about two sections so far there's a third section which uh, which is uh, where we can explore whether tax relief is possible hmm. and this is uh, in a way a logical section where it says that in a year where you're getting some lump sum payment for having been uh, terminated from employment that would add and increase possibly increase the employee's tax rate so you may be on you know 20% but because you're getting this lump sum payment it increases your total taxable income and your tax rate goes up for that there is section 89 which says that uh, what the employer can do is give or the uh, the employer can do and the employee can avail is take the benefit of section 89 and say that i should be taxed at the average rate of tax that i would have ordinarily paid in the last 3 years right so then there is a way that you would compute and there are some forms like i think 10e is the form that the uh, employee has to furnish to the employer and also at the time of filing the return the employee will again have to uh, you know attach this form 10e to claim the benefit otherwise this uh, tax relief may not be available but this is in a way good because it allows the employee to pay uh, tax at an average rate of tax that would have been applicable in the preceding 3 financial years right right i and think it also help reduce the the tds outgo which the employer might deduct at the outset yeah. yeah because then they will instead of using the higher rate of tax they'll use the average rate of tax but uh, ship Shiva, it's not so straightforward. You know, you have to give all the data in Form 10E, and right. for the employer to give the relief. Uh, and I think one more important distinction or to note here is if someone is getting exemption under Section 1010C, which is the Voluntary Retirement Scheme. If you've taken the exemption under Section 1010C, then the law does not permit you to take the relief that is available under Section 89. Oh. So it's either or. Okay, so they're mutually exclusive. That's right. Right. And um, is there something that that is available to you know to employees only once in their lifetimes, or I mean, God forbid, somebody gets laid off more than once in their career, but uh, uh, you know, just to be sure. So I'm I'm again uh, looking at this. All of these are intended to be one-time pay, uh, you know, kind of uh, reliefs. Like you have it for gratuity for this also. Right, right. Uh, you know, you would, you know, you would specifically say, and looking at the law, which says, provided also where relief has been allowed to an assessee 
under section 89 for any assessment year in respect of any amount received receivable on termination of a sir no other so this is for the mutual exclusion of 89 and 1010c then it says provided further that where exemption has been allowed to an employee under this clause for in uh, any assessment year no exemption thereof shall be allowed to him in the relief to the any other assessment so it is definitely one time one time right okay so if we are to sum it up taxability of severance pay yeah we can say that employees do have three options but i mean those are largely toothless because uh, you know one you need to have a vrs scheme in place which your employer has already floated and of course it's something that that is available to you only once you know in your career i mean to sum it up yes your severance pay will be taxable and it will be taxed same as salary so you're not getting any tax relief there yes a uh, well summarized if i can reiterate if you are getting any compensation for uh separation from employment first get it to understand that it is taxable mm-hmm. it will not be considered as a capital receipt it is income that needs to be taxed uh possible relief that can be explored is section 1010b but that's limited to being a worker under the industrial disputes act the maximum amount that you can get exempt is you know lower of 5 lakhs or any computation that will be made under industrial disputes act right then 1010c which is for voluntary retirement scheme where the scheme should have been formulated by the employer subject to the guidelines that are set out in rule 2b for uh, the voluntary retirement scheme to be tax effective uh, you can't opt or you can't ask for the employer to give you vrs they have to formulate a scheme and again in uh, vrs uh, the maximum relief is only 5 lakhs and it is one time you can't take it after successive employments if you were availed it in an earlier employment where it was formulated by an employer you won't get this benefit even if the employer uh, formulates the scheme and others are taking it but you may not be able to get it if you've already availed tendency with a former employer right then uh, there is section 89 which gives you relief in terms of the tax rate that's applicable but uh, uh you can't take both 1010c and 89 uh, relief in the same year right besides the third one is not an exemption per se but only a way to bring down your tax out uh, outgo if it has been increased by a lump sum payment that's right it, it just it changes the tax rate rather than give you any exemption or relief directly from the payout being taxed right right uh all right okay I think we've covered, you know, we've covered majorly all the points and um, yeah, I really hope that this, you know, this is uh, useful for our listeners. Thanks a lot for joining us today Sonu. It was uh, really great having you, uh, uh, you know, on board today. Mai thank you bro. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover, I can be reached at Twitter under the username of Shipra Singh Sarot. and on linkedin at shipra singh thank you for tuning in see you in the next episode this was a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast